You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, and welcome back to the Oz Network. We are here for yet another episode of our Lost Recap. We are getting through these week by week. We're doing a good job with it. We're up to episode five, entitled White Rabbit, uh, a Jack centric episode. We are continuing it, um, and once again, as if we had almost recorded these back-to-back, but they're being released later. Uh, <laughs> I'm sitting next to the, my co-host live, but I can't imagine we ever did that. Um, but my name is Noah, and I'm kind of taking this role from Ben, and I am now taking the top of everyone's most hated list. So um, that's me now. Me and Boone. And uh, my name is Ben, and I'm just a regular man, Noah. I live in the real world, meat and potatoes. <laughs> The thing is, he's telling the truth uh, based on what we learn in Walkabout. He really is just a regular just guy. Just a regular man. I'm just a regular guy with um, a regular job. It's Dennis Leary! <laughs> to quote another episode of uh, the Oz Network, download The Amazing Spider-Man. So, uh, we are back for White Rabbit, a Jack, the first proper Jack-centric one. Obviously, Pilot Part 1 had a Jack flashback, but um, another good one, Ben, uh, Another, we're on a roll, I feel like, with these episodes. You know, it's funny um, how, obviously, it's an Alice in Wonderland reference. Yeah. Uh, this, to me, just uh, reminds me of The Matrix. <laughs> Follow the White Rabbit. <laughs> you know, in the opening scene of The Matrix, but uh, not the opening scene, but like <laughs> one, of the, one of the opening scenes oh. of The Matrix. Uh, but yeah, I, I enjoy this episode. I mean, I'm more of a Jack fan than you are, so uh, I think it's, it's, it's very interesting to learn a little bit more about Jack and... I think kind of we've talked a lot about the uh, accidental hero, the unwanted hero that he wants, you know, and this really sells that, doesn't it? Not for long, Jack. No, sorry, Jack. Should have stayed down, Jack. Yes. (laughs) If only he had stayed down, he would have never been in this situation. I want to see the alternate version where Matthew Fox has just been lying on that pavement for like 30 years and he just stayed down. And then he becomes Boone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, if he stayed down, he would have been Boone. Um, So the Boone flashback, Boone gets up. Yeah. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so this is Jack episode, uh, White Rabbit, it is uh, written by Christian Taylor and directed by Kevin Hooks, uh, and it aired on October the 20th, 2004, Um, so this episode is the first, I believe... Is it? Uh, I thought that was the pilot. No, I was about to say... <laughs> I was about to say... It's the, we missed something? <laughs> I was going to say it's the first two feature start on a flashback, but obviously Walkabout, right, started with Locke on the... Uh, technically. Yeah. Um, but, but if you mean a flashback flashback. Flashback flashback. Not a flashback to what we've seen on the island flashback. Yeah. yeah so yeah. it's the first one to, to kick off with that, and uh, it opens on the eye, but this time it's a young kid. It's not Matthew Fox. Uh, obviously, you... Don't know who is this? What is happening? Obviously, a flashback, but who is this guy? Uh, we've got old poor Mark Silverman getting beaten up there, and a bully who looks like Reese from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> and then you should stay down, you should stay down. Uh, and he gets up and should have stayed down, Jack. And Jack gets beaten up. Oh, Our hero. Our hero, beaten on the ground. I Poor love Jack. It. I love seeing child Jack <laughs> bloody on the ground. <laughs> you were about to say, I love seeing Jack get beaten up. Yeah, I do. Um, <laughs> so, 
uh, obviously we know it's going to be a Jack flashback. Hooray. It's not like we're going to have a hundred of them. Um, he gets the most right. Yeah, definitely. There, isn't there a tally where it shows you... I've, I've seen that online. Who gets well, he the gets most. three in season one alone, and Claire gets one, Hurley gets one, Shannon doesn't even get a proper one. Um, Shannon. As, and then he gets two in season two, and then three in season three. Okay, we so. can stop now. He gets a lot. So, <laughs> yeah, so he gets a lot. Um, back on the island... Uh, we hear someone screaming in the water. <gasps> oh, uh, no. so someone's out there. Uh, they need saving. They're drowning. And Charlie comes up to Jack um, and says, I would have done it. Go out. And of course, our hero taking his shirt off. Matthew Fox, chest hair, coming back out again. First time since the pilot. And go, Jack's the hero going out to save. But Charlie, I don't swim. I don't swim. Which I, we talk about how it's, the big book of all the consistent things and how we love the consistency in Lost. This irks me a lot because we literally have a finale where Charlie goes down and swims to an underground station. Could he not have learnt, though, on the island? We also literally have a flashback of a child, Charlie, learning how to swim. Okay. And that's like one of his greatest hits. He has five memorable moments in his entire life. He could be stoned. And, well, yeah. <laughs> I I then tried to kind of fansplain this. Uh, that's a term I came up with. If you like it, I like um, it. We fansplain. Should do that. fansplain. Um, yeah. I tried to fansplain this. With, well, uh, maybe he just doesn't swim well, or maybe he's high, or uh, maybe he's too scared to do it. But then Charlie's not really a coward. We see a flashback where he actually saves a girl at a knife point who is nuttier. But um, so I don't know. It irks me. It's an inconsistent thing. I used to explain it away of, oh, he's just saying that. Um, but, yeah. I, I, it's, Bad it's, continuity. Yeah. It would be fine if it was a little, like, one episode where Charlie swims, but literally the end of Charlie is all about swimming. Yeah, I think a lot of people remember mainly, you know, Charlie's demise yeah. is related to, to water. water. Yeah, yeah so, so. Yeah, but whatever. It doesn't take away my enjoyment of the show, is, is this a case, do you think, of... It, of this really at this point was when it was put to put to series order. So this was still in their early stages where they maybe hadn't thought too much out about Charlie. And so yeah, I'm sure they. Well, whoever yeah. was in charge of the continuity book just skipped over that part of Charlie's character. Yeah, and it's it's really it's one line, and you could just say he was high. But I mean, last week Hurley talked about going fishing with his old man. You know, later in season three, we learned that Hurley's dad left him when he was like eight or something. So there's. <laughs> The, the, there's little cons- inconsistent things, but whatever. It's not too, too bad. But then Jack goes out, our hero, to save the woman drowning in the water. No. <laughs> but wait, plot twist. <laughs> <laughs> Who could be out there trying to save the drowning Joanna girl? Who could it possibly be? I'll save her. I'll save her. Of anyone on this cast. Who would it be? It's Boo. Yes. The worst lifeguard in the history He's of lifeguards. Terrible. He he was supposed to, and Jack said in the pilot, you should think about giving that license back. Booty is a lifeguard, and he's this drowning is, in the water. This is like if Jack injures himself, and somebody does surgery better on Jack yeah, than Jack, Jack does. <laughs> it's just, of all the people, A, of course it would be, and I cracked up now with our whole boon thing <laughs> when I saw, because I remember this episode, but I almost forgot about the boon bit, so when that sh- when I saw boon in the water. I'm and like, poor ignore mm-hmm. boo, because you've got to think about this. Charlie's like, there's someone drowning, there's someone drowning, I can't swim. It's like, well, boon's out there. <laughs> like, oh, fuck Boo. No one knows he's out there. Someone's drowning. I mean, you have to imagine if Jack saved Joanna, Boone may not be alive. He, no. Really, they were just uh, not delaying the inevitable. What would you say? They're speeding up the inevitable. But um, It's not a tree. But uh, Jack takes 
useless boom back because he's drowning. <laughs> so he has to take boom back. If boom wasn't there, then Joanna would be alive right now. Fucking Joanna! It's all Not boom's Joanna! Fault. So he had to take boom back, which later boom. Yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Um, <laughs> Don't get into that scene yet. Yeah. This is a separate scene in itself. Um, <laughs> I've, I've written here shirtless Matthew Fox slash Ian Summerholder. So just pandering to the female audience and the Randys of the, um, the, that works in two ways. Should we want to click there? Yeah, Randy girls. Oh, Randy. Um, so we had we had like naked son and stuff like that. Naked Kate. So now we're getting one for the ladies. Naked Hurley. Matthew naked Fox Hurley. Yeah, Hurley's next. Um, but. Jack cannot save the woman who's drowning, uh, so rest in peace, Joanna, everyone's favourite survivor. Um, Just don't. It's sad to see her go. I can't believe Joanna's gone this early. But I do kind of like that they are obviously like slowly killing off some of these that, <laughs> that they don't care about. 47 now. There's 47 Yeah, else. but I mean, like, not everyone's going to survive. There is True. stuff that happens on this island, so I like... Conveniently it. not the ones that we have to care about. No. Um, it's Joanna, but... And, yeah, wasn't... Didn't they say something? She's a scuba diver? Yeah, Kate says she's a scuba diver, but she had to... She was on a... No, she wanted to go scuba diving. But she got an infection. My... my, Just on that really quickly, and this is kind of one of those things that, you know, I'm just being way too nitpicky, but, like, we talked about, should Claire really be flying eight months pregnant? If you've got an ear infection, you shouldn't be flying. (laughs) Have you ever caught a flight with a cold? That hurts like a motherfucker. I don't know if she still had the infection or she had to go back to the doctor and then he said she couldn't go in the water or something, so she bumped her fly. Possibly. But but this begs the question, like, Boone, a lifeguard, Joanna, a scuba diver, both of them just drowning like crazy. Jack, a doctor, uh, he saves them, our hero. Well, one person's died already at the hands of Jack, haven't they, technically? (laughs) (laughs) Couldn't save him from the pierced lung. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so then after that, uh, we uh, we learn Joanna died. Um, (laughs) Poor Joanna, rest in peace. We learn a bit about her. Jack beating himself up about her dying. I, 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 sh- I should have been able to save her and really going a bit crazy of, I didn't even talk to her for those 48 of us. I didn't even know her. Makes it about him. Yeah. <laughs> this shouldn't have happened. So Jack, who always has this need to fix everyone and to save everyone, failed, um, which really affects him. And then we see the man in the suit in the water who we saw last week. It's Billy Slider. Who could it be? Um, then bit of change of pace we have shannon who's trying to get some bug spray or soya <laughs> um and we have the first case of soya reading a book because this is going to be a recurring thing um and they have this weird interaction like this scene is weird but it's kind of introducing the first like uh, soya who had barters and stuff like that um but she talks about money and he says no money and blah 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 and then she's holding it but she just throws the bug spray at him and it's like I thought that too. Why doesn't she just walk, walk off? Walk off. It's not his. Like, yeah. um, so it's a weird scene, but you know, Shannon and Sawyer are two catchphrase or not catchphrase, our two one liner kings are there together, so um Then we have a nice little scene between Kate and Claire, which I really like. Anything with Kate and Claire, uh, I really like because obviously their story becomes really intertwined uh, later on in the series. So I like seeing the early days of that. Um and this is, I talked about in the pilot or at some point, I talked about how Lost gives us character traits without making it a huge part of the story. 
And this is exactly what I was talking about with Claire. When Claire says, can I ask you a question? <laughs> I mean, to put the accent on when you already are Australian. Are you a Gemini? <laughs> yeah. Like, that is Thought just a perfect... We never have a flashback of, oh, Claire, she's into hippie stuff. She likes horoscopes and stuff like that. It's just a, a throwaway line that tells us something about her character that she's a bit quirky. She's into kind of hypnosis-y type stuff and yeah. uh, astrology. And I just really like that about Lost, that they give us these character moments that just flesh out the characters more without it making it a, a big plot line. There's no... Where did Claire learn astrology? Jack's <laughs> tattoo flashback or anything like that. Let's be honest, that would have been more entertaining. Yeah, probably. Um, and then I can do your horoscope. Or not. Um, <laughs> and then Claire really saves the day on this awkward... Com- I think Claire does a good job here when she says... Uh, what does she say? She's like, Gemini's. And she then, sounds very angry. Yeah, but I... Gemini. Gemini. And then Kate laughing. So that's a nice little exchange. Um and then we learn that there are only 18 bottles of water left. 18 bottles of water on the wall. 18 yeah. bottles of water. For 48 people, it was not much at all. They drank it all. Um, and then Charlie and Hurley are there, annoying Jack, who's already exhausted and is seeing his dead father. And they're saying, oh, uh, we need water. We need the. We need to figure this out. Maybe the dog can get water. What are we going to do? <laughs> Jack, you need to decide. And Jack, I'm not deciding anything. Um, That's a good Jack. <laughs> uh, whiny Jack. Um, I see foxes in my house there for a moment. <laughs> uh, Get away from the bus. <laughs> so, this is kind of those early scenes of Jack not wanting to be the leader, but sometimes leaders just don't get to pick. Um, Boone wants to be the leader. No one's picking Boone to be the leader. Jack doesn't want to be. Everyone's picking him. Say he should be. No one's picking him. Um, but this is early signs of. You talked about this earlier in Walkabout, Tabula Rasa, about this. Um, and he really doesn't want to be the leader, but everyone's looking towards him. Um, now, I think there are so many little flashbacks here. So, tell me what you think about us talking about Jack's flashbacks. Because there are so many little scenes that I feel like they don't really correlate too much to the island scene. So, can we talk about Jack's flashbacks? Or? Uh, sh- sure. Because I think... Cause Normally, there's about four flashback scenes, but here they like cut island flashback, island flashback. Um, Can I just say one thing before we get into the flashback, just really quickly? Just wanted to uh, yeah. the Jin and you missed the Jin and Sun bit with the the oh yeah the, when he mentions uh, what does she say like when will someone tell us what to do and it's like oh I'll tell you what to do like it's yeah. they're throwaway scenes like I mean they're not yeah there, but, but it's almost like almost like not foreshadowing but setting up the next episode because these are so insignificant characters but. Uh, next episode, they will have their first flight. And it, I think it kind of also relates, though, into the whole thing with Jack about, like, they, they're looking for a leader. And that's kind of Sun's way of saying, like, well, who's... Like, I guess that's just human society. Like, most of the time, people need someone, sort of, to tell you what to do. I mean, obviously, Sawyer's a bit different, but... Um, and other people, not just Sawyer. But I also... I just want to quickly say, I like the Michael Walt scene. I just love the way when he's like, little shit Walt. <laughs> like, just don't yeah. swallow it. Why? Just, just, just don't, don't, man. Um, and I just I just wanted to comment on the Shannon uh, Sawyer scene. I just love creepy Sawyer. It's like, oh, sticks. Like, those legs. <laughs> yeah. And then just the bit when he kind of like... Oh, you! you don't, I don't have any money. Your money's no good here. Well, what do you want then? And just that look he's got in his face, <laughs> and she's kind of like, 
But no. Let's, let, can I just be honest? I think Shannon would have. <laughs> <laughs> Probably did. She's one of those. No, I shouldn't. That's horrible, Ben. That's mean. I'm only well, joking. She, well, she does go after bad boys. So. True. Um, anyway, yes. But so basically, sometimes if the flashbacks really warrant jumping between, like obviously walkabout with the twist at the end and Kate intertwined, some a lot of the these times, especially with the insignificant flashbacks not saying that this is insignificant but a lot of the times these flashbacks can be kind of separated rather than talking about every little individual scene i think this is one of those cases um there's only really one bit here that's kind of a bit of a reveal isn't there yeah but um i'm with you i think this is one that you can kind of gel together uh but basically we have a follow-up still matthew fox he must have been furious that he didn't get to play all the flashback scenes (laughs) because we got young jack again uh this time with his dad so first well not the first appearance of christian shepherd but the first proper appearance of jack's dad who will play a very important role in this series um so Kristen Shepard, played by John Terry. Um, Amazing John Terry. Yeah, yeah, John Terry is really good. Um, maybe not as Felix Leiter, but as well, other things, he's really good. That is a random connection, though, to obviously 007 available yeah. now. But like, cause I, I, I remember when we did that episode, I forgot that he <laughs> was that. And it's kind of like, I think you obviously knew him more as Christian Shepard. I knew him in this more so as... Um, 24. Yeah, well, he was the dad of... Kate Warner, um, Mr. Warner. <laughs> I can't remember what his name was in the show, but that's where I mainly knew him. And I think you and I sort of talked about the, the connections. But yeah, John Terry's amazing. And he, he's, he's a fairly well-regarded. He's kind of almost like Terry O'Quinn in the way that they were those sort of every man who were, I guess, were respected enough. And he's, he's a big side character in terms of the big oh, name side character. Of all he? the people outside of the main cast, he is the ultimate like recurring character. What about Whitmore? Well, I kind of view him in the main cast, but yeah, you could argue with more as well. Um, Alan uh, Dale, TV's Alan Dale. <laughs> TV's Al- yeah, every TV. Love Alan Dale. Dale. Can't wait to get to with more. Anyway. Uh, but John Terry just does a fantastic John job awesome. of playing that stern kind of pressuring father, I think. Um, Not typecast at all. <laughs> uh, but he's, he's a nicer guy in 24 than he is in Lost. Yeah. Um, but... Uh, just a little side note, when a, a couple of guys jumped Mark Silverman, um, fun little, not Easter egg, but fun little connection. When we get to uh, Do No Harm, which is the Boone falling <laughs> off a cliff episode, um, which is a Jack flashback, even though it's about Boone, um, we see Jack's wedding and Jack... Who can't even get the attention yeah, on, on his, his own. last episode. Um <laughs> But at Jack's wedding, his best man is Mark Silverman. So this guy getting punched up. I love Lost, how they just have that consistency of Jack's best man, man is the guy we see here as oh, a kid. I didn't even know that. There you go. Um, so keep an eye out for Mark Silverman coming back in the Jack wedding episode. Um, so then, yeah, we kind of set up this relationship, which will play a huge part between Jack and Christian, even from the early days of him being the stern father and Jack not really getting along with him, being pressured into medicine, stuff like that. Um, and then after that, we'll cut to adult Jack, Matthew Fox, happy to be back in the role um, after a kid took his role. Um, and we meet Margot Shepard, who is Jack's mum, which amazingly appears in only two episodes of Lost. It's crazy to think that uh, the relationship between his father and him is such a big storyline of Jack's yet his mother is only in this episode and then one episode of season four in the finale um so 
Yeah, <laughs> not much from Margot Shepard. There's probably a reason why. Uh, She's um, uh, seems you know, I'll let you talk because there's, there's a couple of connections here with a couple of the other shows that we're we're covering. But I'll get to that in a minute. You, sorry, she's got a bitch face, Margot Shepard. Like, like she doesn't <laughs> seem like bitch a pleasant. Face. Yeah, she doesn't seem like a pleasant person at all. But to me, she seems like um, the 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 older woman who is kind of like a Shannon that she gets by on her looks. But no, I'm not trying to be mean, but like she seems like a bit of a cougar in the fact that she would like be able to manipulate men into doing what she wants. I mean, she's probably not the best person if she married Christian Shepherd. So, um, <laughs> but Jack is told that he has to pick up his dad. Why can't any of his friends do it? He doesn't have any friends anymore. They're really setting up the state that Christian Shepherd is in at the moment. Um, and so Jack heads off to Sydney, where we see him in a hotel. No, he heads off to Australia. Doesn't tell where in, in Sydney. Where's, where is he in Australia? Oh, okay, what part? <laughs> yeah, but he's in a hotel in Sydney um, oh, with the worst accent ever. Like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, sir. Like I can't even do the bad accent. It was that bad. I can't do it. Um, he does not look Australian. He looks American. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, the dick guy from the Melbourne walkabout tours, he looked Australian yeah. at least, but this guy, no. Um, but Jack learns that Christian is missing. Oh, no, what could have happened? Um, uh, we have, after that, Jack is at the hospital. So we're really, obviously we're talking about it at once, but they're cut between. Um, and this is, I guess this is the scene you're talking about that comes in later, but we may as well talk about it, that Jack learns that his dad is dead. Um, which I guess many people probably saw coming. Um, and uh, and then that obviously affects him because it's still his dad. But after that, the final Jack bit is at the airport. Um, mm. where this is uh, you talked about how sometimes we see other characters in other people's flashbacks. I love Jin, random Jin. Um, but we have Jack at the airport yelling at Chrissy, poor Chrissy. Um. I need you to get the coffin on the air, uh, on the plane. And why do I need to do this, Chrissy? Because I need it to be done. Like Jack doing his intense Jackness. Um, <laughs> uh, and poor Chrissy there. She's just doing her job. This is this is Matthew Fox in real life when he gets <laughs> on the bus. <laughs> poor Chrissy got avoided something there. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is where we need the. Uh, Inception, Chrissy, yeah. Chrissy <laughs> flashback. She's like at her father's funeral, and she's like, "Oh, I know exactly what." Her father like had, had died like two days beforehand. Yeah. Like, he goes back he's home to Steve funeral. on the couch. Yeah. <laughs> this guy just yelled at me. Chris, Chrissy's <laughs> husband is the the walkabout. He's red. He's there having an affair. <laughs> <laughs> Steve's everyone's partner in the Inception. <laughs> and yeah, Chrissy is. They're crying about her, but then flashback into the maid where you just see Chrissy like nodding. Yeah. <laughs> she rolling her down her eye. <laughs> <laughs> Under the desk, she's like scrunching some paper. <laughs> uh, but really intense. Matthew Fox there yelling at the airport. Um, at the airport? <laughs> yeah. I hate this airport! <laughs> oh, yelling out the airport. God forsaken airport! Uh, and they say that they can't get the coffin on the plane, but obviously. Why? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I don't get I why guess they can't. Last minute or something. Um, but then, because he's going to go straight to the funeral. But obviously, as we'll see in the later later in the episode that we'll talk about, the coffin actually does make it onto the plane. But there's something missing. Um, <laughs> so all around, I I like it as a Jack flashback as an intro. It sets up the Jack Christian relationship, which will be 
the main thing. It kind of gives us a bit more insight into how he became a doctor and like his role and being pressured by his father and this turbulent relationship that like the Locke one, we're being set up with Locke in the wheelchair, but we're not getting everything about his tragic life. We're not getting everything about this tragic relationship from the get go. Um, but yeah, I think it's, I like looking at the reasons why people ended up in Sydney and this is a, a good one, I think, um, and plays well into the episode with the person that we're seeing. Mm. Um, so yeah, what did you think of the first proper Jack flashback? I, I like it and I think, I think didn't you say in an episode or two ago that you think that some of the, the Jack backstory is pretty, it's very interesting. Um, and yeah, like... I think the, the the really good scene there with John Terry early on is when he's like saying to young Jack basically about like you know um, you don't have what it takes. It's like wow, like yeah. that, and you can that to me is right there how you can see this is Jack's daddy's daddy issues yeah. because I mean, that's a horrible thing to learn. It's like what is he like ten at that point? <laughs> like imagine if your dad said that to you at ten. He's like no, you don't have what it takes. You'll never be a podcast. Trust me if you said that to me now. No, you don't have ten. Exactly. Um, but yeah, one, just weird connections going on here with the shows, uh, that we're sort of covering because when we get into what's, what's the actress's name? Uh, I don't know the His actress's mom? name. I can find it, but I've never actually. I need you to because there's a, there's a reason I say that. So obviously we're doing third watch and nip tuck. Now the connections here, which is interesting. So on 24, John Terry's character was the dad of, um, Kate, Win- uh, it was Kate's, Kate Warner's, uh, father and. Veronica Hamill. Veronica Happel. Uh, so, Kate Warner, and what was Kate Warner's sister in season two? The one who ultimately turned out, spoiler alert, to be the terrorist. Oh, it's been a long time. Since anyway, so the wedding day, she's getting married to a Muslim-looking guy. Of course, everyone's assuming he's a terrorist. Now, the connection here is this, people are wondering what the hell I'm bringing this up for. That guy is the same guy, the same actor who played Jude in Nip Tuck, who we've ripped shit into <laughs> a lot. So, there's a connection to John Terry and... Uh, what's this, uh, Veronica Hamill? Yeah. She played Taylor's mum in Third Watch. Now, we haven't quite gotten up to Taylor yet in Third Watch. We're still a few episodes away from her yet. But, um, yeah, so this is kind of like she's oh, Jack's mum. Hamill's getting her out. And Taylor's mum in two shows that we're covering here. So, there you go. And she's 73 now. No. Yeah, that's crazy. Jesus Christ, she looks amazing for her age. <laughs> Good on you, Veronica Hamill. You've been yeah, eating so your Margot Shepherd, two episodes of Lost. And how many episodes of Third Watch was she? You're on the you're on the Lost wiki page, not the uh, the wiki wiki page. Um, but yeah, I, I will say that hotel uh, that I think if you look in the background, do you not see like the Opera House or the Bridge or something like that? Now that would be in Circular Quay. I've been to Sydney. You've been to Sydney. Uh, there, I don't think there's a that fancy hotel just like that <laughs> on Circular Quay that is that cheap looking. Uh, <laughs> any hotel at Circular Quay is bloody expensive. If it's that good views, you're going to be paying like, I don't know, two grand a night and uh, it's not going to be that dishevelled looking. So yeah. um, the, the one thing I will say though that they did well with the wallet um, is that there was actual Australian money in there. So that was a good little, you know, attention to detail. Yeah, the $50 note. The $50 note. That's obviously really... She's in three episodes of... Third one. Only three. That's Beth Taylor. Yeah, I thought she would have been in more than that. Interesting. Um, yeah, so uh, attention to detail there for Americans listening to this who wonder what Australian money that that is legitimately Australian yeah, that money. Was cool. Um, and yeah, not, not a whole lot. I mean, it's sad obviously to see these, but I think it kind of does set it up well because ultimately you want to know how did he die. I mean, I know he had a heart attack, but what's he doing there? And you know, obviously we're going to learn all that sort of stuff too. But. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's a, a good dynamic for, for the character of Jack and why he is the way he is, particularly with this whole not wanting to be a hero business. Yeah, and, it explains yeah. that mentality a bit that 
um, that uh, that we've kind of seen, but not really. Ex- it gives yeah. context to. And, yeah. Uh, he's scared of failing, and he doesn't want people. He wants to fix everyone, and probably because you have a dad telling you you can't do it. So yeah, look, don't uh, ever tell me what I can't do. Daddy issues, uh, but I mean. Pretty decent daddy issues. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if yeah, you warranted daddy issues. Dick daddy than that. But yeah. I mean, one thing we're going to see as we watch this show is, and it's actually something I don't like about Lost. I said that there would be things that I don't like about Lost. Um, is that you can pretty much pinpoint daddy issues to every single character on this show. Like, And it took me a few watches to even realize, oh yeah, every character has daddy issues. Which, okay. uh Yeah, well, oh. she, Blew up her stepfather. Never mind. Um, Sorry. Dumb moment. And then, like... Claire does. Claire has daddy issues, because... Obviously, Locke. Locke has daddy (laughs) issues. Um, Saeed? Saeed doesn't have daddy issues, but then in season five, they put one flashback of him as a kid with the stern father who's not treating him well. It's like, come on! Like, the one character that didn't have daddy issues, you put a little scene in there. Claire clearly does. Claire. Charlie? uh, Charlie has a little bit with his strict kind of dad... Like not majorly, but he does have some Shannon and Boone, obviously. Uh, Shannon, yeah, because uh, Shannon's father dies, and that's trouble with Boone's mother and stuff. Sawyer's father was mm-hmm. killed. Um, Walt <laughs> has daddy issues. Joanna, uh, <laughs> Joanna, yeah. Rose and Bernard. Uh, Michael is the daddy in the daddy issues. Ben, right, does too. Uh, ben has daddy issues. Uh, Jin's dad is like a poor fisherman who had son to like well, clearly sons. Are wow, so you're, you're definitely putting this out there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Juliet, Juliet, <sighs> like Saeed, there was no daddy issues with Saeed. They put one scene in. There was no daddy issues with Juliet. They put one random scene in where Juliet's parents break up and she's a kid and like, I don't want you to break up, Dad. Hurley, clearly. Hurley, Hurley, another one, didn't in season one and two. He just didn't have a dad. You just assumed, oh, he's dead or something. Can't wait to get to a Hurley flash. And Hurley then, had the best flashback. And then they bring in daddy issues for Hurley and it's like, come on, everyone else had daddy issues. Um, Jesus, this is the daddy issue show. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ben also becomes a daddy who has issues with his I daughter. I like his daughter. <laughs> Sorry. So his daughter has daddy issues. Uh, Widmore, so daddy issues yeah. for Penny and Desmond. Yep. It's just, this is one thing I don't like about the show. It works with Jack and it works with some of the characters. And not all the characters, it's major. Like Jean, it's not a huge, well, his stepdaddy issue. It's not all the characters major, but every character. And obviously, Damon Lindelof it has to. Have daddy uh, issues himself. Yeah, it, it's obviously something he's exploring about his own life, but it works with Jack, but do we need daddy issues? Like, I remember reading a fan theory, not at the time, but looking back on it later, and it was the dads that put them all on the island. Like, someone thought it was the dads that did it because... The dad did it. <laughs> it wasn't the butler. All, they thought all the dads got together and, like, because... <laughs> I think it's in this Nikki Stafford uh, book that they talk about that because it is all the characters... And, yeah, with Jack, I think it's really good. Christian Shepherd, John Terry is amazing. It works. All these other characters, we're going to see these daddy issues. It doesn't work. So Jack, Jack and Locke is almost defined. Yeah. Locke, yeah, as they're, well. They're, they're purely defined by their and fathers. And it feels natural and, it, yeah, it blends into their characters. Others, it's just they put it randomly in. And it's yeah. Like Hurley, they explained him being fat because his dad <laughs> left him. It's like, come on. That's Jack Tattoo. Why do they have to do that with a fat character? Can't we just have a fat character who's fat for being fat? Yeah, that's Jack Tattoo levels. Rude. Dumbness. Um, Offensive. But anyway, so that's the flashback. I think it's a strong first Jack flashback, but it will be expanded on in episode 11. Um, That's soon. 
Yeah, <laughs> he gets another one. Fuck. Be- he gets one before Michael, before Walt, before Boom, before Shannon, before her. When we get to that episode, I will bring that up because, like, I I thought that they would do this chronological. I thought that yeah, we would just, just recycle. I like, will go all the way through them. We'll get back to them. I remember that episode being shocking. Like, wait, why are we seeing Jack again? We've already seen him. Like, we haven't seen Boone. We haven't seen yeah. Hurley. So. It's a great episode, though. So I'm looking forward to that. Got my favorite title, but um. So, back on the island, we get our, our friend Boone uh, trying to be tough to Jack. Like, hey, listen here, Jack. This is the best scene. Hey, Mr. Dr. Jack. I'm talking to you. Hey, why is you looking why, at me? Why, why are you looking at me, Jack? Hey, I, I could have saved it. You didn't need to help me. I was fine, Jack. Like, this, this just signifies Boone's character because he then literally fades into the background <laughs> as Jack wanders off. What are you looking at? Talk to me. Why aren't you listening to me? <laughs> There's so much great Boone stuff in this. He almost drowned and now he's trying to be tough. <laughs> tough guy Boone. Steals the water. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is just a Boone goal. It's just moment after moment. I'm like, oh, we're going to love this. Oh, poor little puppy Boone. <laughs> he's just trying so hard. He tried to save Joanna. He's trying to be tough to Jack. Um, he's Charlie Brown. <laughs> yeah, he really is Charlie Brown. Um, stuff the pace. Puppy Charlie Brown. I wrote that uh, this is the moment that Boone falls out of love with Jack because uh, we saw early on in the pilot he was like wanted to be Jack's right hand man with the pen thing and stuff and soon he'll fall in love with Locke so uh, bye bye Jack and Boone um, and then Jack follows Christian into the jungle uh, the guy that we've been seeing so many times it's uh, his dad yeah Christian yeah his yeah. dad <laughs> daddy um, Meanwhile, Claire passes out, pregnant girl, <laughs> she's useless. Do we actually see her pass out? Because isn't it just like, hey, hey, that pregnant lady yeah, passed I out. Just, uh, um. <laughs> I wish people at home could see how Noah did that. He actually went, with his hand. Sorry, not very good for Stupid podcasting. Um, <laughs> and we learn the water is missing. Dun, dun, dun. And we only had 18 bottles to begin with. Um, this is such a weird plot line, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. But it, it all blends in well by the end of it, though. Um, we're, we're going to notice season one, even though it's one of the best seasons of television, it's going to have some of these plot lines where, like, the water is missing or someone did this. or, um, But uh, Locke is deciding he's going to go out and look for the water, uh, look for some water, because, of course, it's going to be Locke. Um, should be Boone. <laughs> yeah, Boone should go out and look for water. I'll do it! <laughs> um, Comes back with, like, I don't know, rice or something like that. <laughs> it's all I can find. <laughs> Uh, and then Charlie, we have giving some water uh, to Claire. It's not much. Uh, it's all right. Locke's going to go out and find some water. I trust him. That geezer with his 400 knives. I mean, who packs 400 knives? Personally, I have room for 200, 300 maybe. It's um, cute. I like the little flirty. I don't like Charlie but, Charlie, but sometimes he's charming with his jokes and stuff like that. And this I is kind of the Charlie. first. We saw the meeting in Tabula Rasa, but this is kind of the first like. Yeah like, signs of there could be some sort of romance or something there. Um, so, it's a cute little scene. Uh, I, I like his line with the 400 knives. Um, and then I'll get to Jack and Locke because there was a little bit of scene where Jack Locke saves Jack, but we'll get to that. Um, one of my favourite lines, we talk about how Hurley is not the most intelligent person in the world. <laughs> Runs up to Saeed and Kate. Uh, the Chinese people have water. <laughs> I mean, we shouldn't laugh. It's kind of racist, but like, I mean, it is funny. He's so ignorant, Hurley. He's really not the most intelligent person. Um, and then we have Saeed interrogating Sun. Like, and he's, he's a good read of people. <laughs> she understands me. Like, yeah. he knows. 
Yeah, he's smart. So he's our true hero of the show. Um, yeah, well, he he's the smart to Hurley's dumb. Like, yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, he's like, tell me why you got this. Uh, and then he does that, like, thing where he ties into a tree. And he, he tortures Sun. <laughs> puts things under a fingernail. Yeah, puts bamboo under Sun's t- uh, fingernails. Um, and then we find out that Sawyer gave Jin the water. Um, and then they wait to try and catch out Sawyer. I know there's Jack and Locke stuff, but we may as well talk about this plot line. Um, they're trying to catch out uh, Sawyer, so they wait until later. Kate jumps on him, and of course Sawyer loves that. He's like, oh, I wish for this four years ago. <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> it's about time. I wish this for my birthday yeah, four, four years, years ago. ago. It's like, oh, didn't we all, Sawyer? Um, I've been wishing for my birthday every year. And then we learn, I love this line, I traded Mr. Miyagi for the love <laughs> of my water for a fishy court. <laughs> Water is useless out here. Uh, lying, 2004, where casual Asian racism was still acceptable. <laughs> well, you already called him Abdul. <laughs> I'm, I can't wait for Captain Falafel. That's my favourite. <laughs> Saeed, the Sawyer one. Uh, and we've, we've had Metro, and now we're getting Mr. Miyagi. Freckles and sticks. Casual racism from Sawyer. Um, <laughs> yeah, I traded Mr. Miyagi for the last of my water. Um, and it, yeah, he says water has no value out here, which... Eh, so yeah, I disagree, but yeah, well, it's going to rain at some point. Which well, I mean, that's true. I mean, it's absolutely apocalypse rain. Bucket it down with rain. Just that's ask Walt. Yeah. <laughs> Walt, yeah. can you Walt, turn the tap on? Walt, are you thirsty? Come on, Walt. <laughs> Little shit, Walt. He can do it. Why doesn't he do Come it? Come on, Walt. Do your thing. <laughs> Make it rain. <laughs> do a rain dance. Come on, Walt. Um, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, we, yeah, uh, traded Jim for the water, so... No, it wasn't Sawyer. Who, who, who could have stopped the water? Who could it be? Uh, <laughs> um, Why does he do it? <laughs> uh, so, fucking boo. The, well, the resolution of the. <laughs> Imagine him sauntering up to the case. I know what I'll do. I'll steal, steal the water. <laughs> steal the water. That's gotta show him. <laughs> Uh, I nearly drowned in it. So. <laughs> uh, so the resolution of who stole the water, Boone, um, <laughs> comes with kind of the end of Jack's plot line. So we'll talk about the middle section. Why does he steal it? <laughs> Is it ever resolved? Because I think he... Wa- isn't it, isn't <laughs> I don't it, get it. It's, uh, <laughs> You're uh, even struggling. Uh, it's, uh, it's because he... Uh, yeah, there is a reason. What was it? It's, <laughs> I just don't get it. He wanted to... Um, like, be the hero. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to keep... Uh, here we go. I'm watching it now. Why did you do it, pretty boy? I was just sitting I was just sitting in the tent. Jet just took off. This is my boon. Claire could have, I, tr- I tried to give her some sooner, but it just it got out of hand. No one would have understood. Someone had to take responsibility. By stealing the water. <laughs> yeah, so basically Boone stole the water because he wanted to be the leader. But, like, it's of just, course, Boone. If you want to be a good leader, like, we, we say Jack's a bad leader. Boone, say everyone. <laughs> Taking water from Jack's your people. Jack's gone, everybody. I'll look after the water. It's all good. Don't just steal it. <laughs> yeah, Boone. <laughs> the leader no one ever wanted. This is seriously such summary of Boone's character. He's the lifesaver who nearly drowns himself. He's a little puppy dog who just walks around and tries to do everything. That's not a polar. It's a polar bear. He tries to get mad, but just just cute. Steals water for no apparent be reason. Leader. To be the leader. <laughs> and then ends up being more hated than Sawyer. Like, how can you not love Boone? <laughs> 
Oh, boom. I, I want to watch the Vampire Diaries now just to see if yeah, this is what he's like. That one, <laughs> yes. I'm going to suck your blood. No, you're not. <laughs> uh, so to go back to Jack, uh, we have Jack falling off a cliff. Oh, please, God. please fall, please fall, Why? please fall. This is a bit silly. Yeah, but, and then Locke helps him up. But it's a bit like just forced like drama, but whatever. Um, and then really... One of the most iconic conversations early on in this show, because we talked about the black and white thing is setting up, but this is like the ultimate setup for the relationship between Jack and Locke. And it's, I would put it maybe up there in the top five moments of the season. It may be like miss out six, seven, eight, nine, ten, but it's really an iconic moment. Um, it's the first time that Locke and Jack really have a real proper one on one conversation. Um, and I, I love this. Terry O'Quinn is just a master actor. We saw that last week. And then Matthew Fox is pretty good too. And these two play off each other so well. The man of science, man of faith. Uh, This is really the start of that. That will become a recurring trope. Jack, you're a man of science. And what does that make you? I'm a man of faith. Um, There's even the season two premiere. is called Man of Science, Man of Faith. This is the beginning of that. They really set up the... Locke, I'm here for a reason. Everything here is our destiny. What if... And Jack is... No, we the plane crash, we're on an island... We're going to get rescued. There's no mystery. There's no destiny. The difference between these two characters. And when we talk about light and dark, this is kind of the original. Lost is like works in... At first, you think it's like this show is a big jewel against Jack and Locke. And then you realize, oh, it's much bigger than that. Maybe it's about Ben and Widmore. And then you realize it's much bigger than that. It's about these gods that have lived for 2,000 years and Jacob, Man in Black. Um, so this was really the initial rivalry. Like... Uh, they're not like fighting each other good versus evil, but it's definitely a rivalry. Um, and I love, because Locke is the one who says it, like, this place is special, and uh, the others, they don't talk about it because it scares them. Uh, this place is different. Uh, this is really the first time the show has acknowledged, other than little throwaway lines about the monster and that, that something weird is, this is not an ordinary island, and Locke is the one who's facing that, and uh, Jack says uh who's scared of failure he says i'm not a leader and Locke basically tells him well you're gonna have to be the leader because they need you you're the one this is your destiny um and they have this great thing and we have such an iconic line what if everything that happened here happened for a reason like in the season one that was like such an they showed that in all like the previously on lost and stuff like that it was so iconic yeah Yeah. um and it's such a great conversation because this is the first time you really think before this was a mystery and a character show, but now this is like a philosophical show that Lost became. It was, oh, what if there is a reason for all of this and there is some sort of destiny and that they were maybe brought to this island? And as we'll later learn, Locke is right about most things when Jack is really dismissive and eventually Jack will become the man of faith. Um, but I absolutely adore this scene. I've watched this scene so many times. The 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 first meeting of Jack and Locke properly, the the conversation of destiny, what if everything happened here for a reason, you need to be the leader, uh, this place is different. I think it's great. Does it still feel weird hearing them talk about the others at this point, knowing what <laughs> the others become? Yeah. Like when Jack says the line, how are the others? Yeah. You know, the others. Not the other others, just the yeah, others. Just, I, I do like that. The others, they don't talk about it because it scares them. Terry O'Quinn's such a good actor. I like his lines too when like... Um, oh yeah, I didn't even bring up the, the Wonderland, but yeah. Oh, well, not even that one. I think that's just more of a like a case of, oh, in case you forget what White Rabbit's about. Um, <laughs> but I think you mentioned it when he says like a leader can't lead until he knows where he's going. 
Uh, I like it when he says that line when Jack's like, oh, I think I'm going crazy. And he's like, you're not going crazy. Crazy people don't think they're going crazy. Crazy people think they're sane. That's why I think I'm sane. Um, But yeah, I I agree with everything you said. Uh, And like, what does he even say? Like, you need to finish what you started. And um, obviously we know that kind of is a bit of a thing there for, you know, obviously with Jack following um, dead daddy into the forest. That's obviously going to lead us to sort of a a central plot line for this, this whole season with the cave and, and the water and all that sort of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just also one thing I'll quickly say before I let you get back into it. Remind me, uh, I skipped over when we did the flashbacks about the airport. I just want to talk a little bit about that. Oh. But you you go into back to that thing. Uh, I'll say that to the end. Yeah, it's just there's so much greatness here is um, I love just Locke acknowledging, like, yeah, okay, you are probably dehydrated. But what if you're not? What if you are seeing your father and really acknowledging that let's embrace that this place is different and that like Lost is set in the real world, but it's really not. It's set in a world where fantasy stuff can happen. Um, Which I think is what some of the fans do understand. Like going back to your one last episode about, oh, why do they not explain how his legs work again? Like sometimes it's it's kind of like if you watch the X-Files, like, you know, it's kind of you just... You just got to sometimes check your brain at the door because it's a yeah. show about the supernatural, or like a, a science fiction show. Like, oh, how the hell do these people live on the Starship Enterprise? You know, like, yeah. I mean, it's kind of just sometimes with TV shows, as much as we, this is kind of hypocritical, you and I going on about this because we nitpick the shit out of things. But like, sometimes a show like Lost, it's people, I think, sometimes forget that this is, like, as you said, a, philo- a philosophical show uh, with lots of science fiction elements to it. Again, yeah. it's got time travel in this, people. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, it looks like it's set in the real world, but this is an alternative world where, you know, magic kind of exists. And that, you can't explain everything with that. That can be a cop out to just say, oh, magic for everything. But I, I just love that Locke is acknowledging, what if it's not? What if you're And he says there? that with the whole, I'm a regular man, I don't believe yeah. in magic, but. Yeah, but. And we, as you well, said at the beginning, we know he's a regular man. Yeah. He's a box company. Me, 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 I live in the real world. Um, and then I love Jack's line, Wonderland. Because what I'm chasing, it's not there. Like Matthew Fox is, he's no Terry Oakman, but he does a good job here. He as has well. his moments, though. I think that scene at the end in the airport, he like that's pretty strong. Yeah, and we'll get to the speech coming. Golden up, Globe where... nominee, uh, Matthew Fox. <laughs> <laughs> nominee. Did uh, Terry O'Quinn get nominated? I'm not really sure. I don't. I'm a, I don't know if I should admit this on the TV podcast, but I don't really follow awards things. Oh, I well, them, <laughs> I need to follow awards. I find them. Michael very Emerson wanky. won. Uh, some yeah, Emmys. Rightfully so. I f- I'm pretty sure Terry Quinn won an Emmy. Yeah, well, you've definitely deserved it. I just don't know if he got Golden Globe. Anyway, I'll, I'll be the awards guy then, yeah, Mister. I just think it's awards. First, but, um, yeah, so that's such an iconic scene. The beginning, the birth of man of science, man of faith, which really sol- this is what sells the episode for me. But also the scene that's coming up. Um, but as you mentioned, Jack finds the water in the caves, which will become. A set for season one, but also then kind of forgotten about completely. Yeah, um, it does, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> what is what is the, no what is the deal with the cave? <laughs> uh, it just kind of caves off. And um, how does stuff get into the cave? Is there like a, a missing roof? Because there's like a piece of plane in the cave. Yeah, it's it's like an open. There's like, like a hole in the top. You see okay. light coming in. It's dark, but you can see light coming in. Okay, gotcha. Like um, it's more like they're on the outskirts of the caves rather than being inside the caves. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he finds the cave and next episode will be pretty much entirely about the beach versus the cave. So we'll talk more about that next week. Because um, that's when he comes back, isn't it? He's like, I found a fresh yeah, water. So then, and Locke tells him he has to go back. While, uh, so 
Jack heads back to the camp, and here we have we learn that Boone stole the water as we're talking. And I love Charlie calls Boone a wanker, which yeah, is hilarious. Pretty boy wanker. I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor Boone. Leave Boone alone. He's not a wanker. Where's uh, Shannon in this? <laughs> yeah, well, she's probably calling him a wanker too. Yeah. But. He goes and marches. Shut up. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Boone wanted to be the leader and stole the water, but then we have leave him alone, and then silence, and then we have one of the most iconic moments in lost history and one of the best speeches in tv history um like matthew fox slightly underrated i don't like the guy but his performance on this speech the live together die alone speech and this is top five moment of season one of lost this is top 10 of the entirety series of lost this speech so iconic um already the episode was good but this ending of having this epic speech uh which I, no, I'm not going to say. I used to know most of the speech do it, by heart. Do it. No, I don't know it now, but I used sure to. You do. Um, I know little bits, but I few days ago, all of us were strangers. But we're all here now, and God knows how long we're going to be here for. Uh, but if we can't live together, we're going to die alone. They may Fox. never take our lives, but they'll take <laughs> over no, the other way around. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but this speech is just the best. Matthew Fox is great. It really sums up the end of this episode that Jack needs to step up he needs to be the leader but also we're not getting rescued we need to live together otherwise we're going to die alone and live together die alone is going to come a motto and a theme for the entirety of the series and all boils down to episode 5 um, so so many iconic moments we had the wheelchair last week now we've got live together die alone speech uh, followed by the first use of the life and death theme aka oh. the sad loss song dun, 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 um, dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and then just Jack tells Kate about how his dad died, and then Sawyer goes up to Boone and says, how does it feel taking the top of everyone's most hated list? <laughs> uh, so poor Boone is left at a sad poor moment. Boone! Uh, but tell me you love the Live Together Die Alone speech as much as everyone oh, else, because it's so epic. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it kind of... And this, to me, is Jack leading well. This is... This is the begin. This is the birth of Jack as a leader. This is Jack the, the badass leader. So, yeah, for sure. I, I Everything you said, I agree with. Uh, so, yeah, that's pretty much White Rabbit. What a great way to end an episode. We ended last week with an amazing twist, and we ended this week with an amazing speech. Um, I, I like the soft close when he's, like, talking to Kate and, like, oh, my dad died, and then you kind of get... The first real soft close, isn't it? Yeah, it's like, no dramatic, v- like, doom. It kind of, it's a silent... Zoom up on Boone. It's a silent like word lost. Yeah, um, it's appropriate for this episode. Of things. I want to talk about the airport in just a second really quickly, but just uh, I'm looking at the awards here, your favourite. So, uh, yeah, Michael Emerson and Terry O'Quinn both won Emmys. Um, and just the only people... The only people who were nominated, uh, Michael Fox, uh, Matthew Fox was, uh, Michael J. Fox. Uh, Michael Fox was nominated a couple of times. This is the acting ones. I'm not going into all the sort of the technical ones. Um, cause that one, obviously a few there. So it was only really Matthew Fox, Michael Emerson and Terry O'Kuma nominated. But, uh, actually I will say that, um, Juliet was nominated. Uh, Elizabeth Mitchell was nominated in one of the seasons. Golden Globes, it won, obviously, Best Television Series in 2006, which, if I'm not mistaken, is the year after Nip Tuck won uh, Best... I, mean, I, I remember we talked about that on Nip Tuck. Nip Tuck beat Lost to win their only major award. Um, and so Matthew Fox nominated for an actor award, and Naveen Andrews nominated for a <laughs> Golden... Evangeline really? Lilly was also nominated for Best Performance by an Actress. Really? <laughs> uh, didn't win, and... Um, 
Yeah, it'd be interesting to go through them one time and see who who beat them. That's another episode. But I just want to mention quickly about the airport. Um, and you're gonna hear me talk about it a lot because I like to talk about myself. Apparently, but I've I recently went to Hawaii. It's time recording this only a couple of months ago, and uh, lucky enough to go to a few locations where they filmed it. But um, this airport was filmed at the Honolulu Convention Center. If you're ever in uh, Hawaii and you go to Honolulu, sort of Waikiki area, um, I deliberately I was on a city tour. And we drove past it. And I'm like, that looks familiar. And then the tour guy was like, oh, any Lost fans here? And, you know, a few of us put our hands up. I was like, oh, that's where that was the scene of the airport that they used, the Sydney airport. Uh, so I that's then, cool. the, the next day, I deliberately, when I went to Waikiki, I got off, like my, my Uber, I got to get off at the centre so I could take photos. And I, I, I sent a photo to Noah and I'm like, recognize this place. And you actually see in this scene, you don't see the outside of it yet, but if you look, there's a, there's a shot there when he's, um, he's talking at the desk and you see over his shoulder. It's very distinct uh, outside and those escalators, you, I didn't go in, but I could see those escalators inside. Anyway, it, like, it was amazing to kind of see that in person because it's very distinct on the outside when we do eventually see the outside of it. So just for fans, if you're ever in Hawaii, there's, I mean, there's, there's legitimate tours. I was going to save up 500 bucks and do this like 10-hour tour where they take you everywhere <laughs> oh, they filmed it. That's my dream. Um, I only got to go to a couple of occasions, but we'll get to a lot of those throughout the season. One day I'll do it. It's, it's just easily to find. Just go to just search for the Honolulu Convention Center, and that is the airport that they use as the Sydney airport. And, and again, like we've both been to the Sydney airport, yeah, so we clearly knew it wasn't the Sydney airport that they use. Not a lot like it, but not anyway. at all like yeah. it. <laughs> but it looks like an airport. Yeah, uh, it does. It, it really does look like an airport. Yeah. So yeah. Um, all right. So before we get into our ratings, we'll get into our. Uh, Let me get my pen. <laughs> <laughs> our questions and answers. Taking note, Ben. Um, uh, I'm getting there. Questions and answers. Uh, I've got two. Notes. Do you have any for this one? Uh, mine would be about Jack's dad. It would be yeah. what happened so, to Jack's dad. Uh, how is Christian Shepherd appearing on the island? True. Uh, which will be answered, but with some debate amongst fans of what the true answer is. Uh, and then my second one would be what happened to Christian Shepherd's body. <laughs> I uh, yeah I mean so Christian Shepherd on Island how yeah how's he walking and Chris Shepherd body yeah, would that why not is the coffin empty would that not be connected to that one well the problem is because obviously again spoiler alert we need to talk about it. obviously John Locke's dead body becomes what John died <laughs> hang on what <laughs> becomes shut the front door <laughs> did Boone do it <laughs> no he was dead. Oh, what? No, 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 no. Don't do this. Boone dies. be telling me Shannon dies. <laughs> well. No! <laughs> but obviously, uh, the smoke monster takes Locke's body. But the twist there is uh, they show Locke's body at the same time as uh, the monster is being Locke's body. So clearly the monster doesn't actually literally take the bodies. He just takes the form. So it doesn't really answer what happened to... And dead bodies don't come back to life on the island. Yeah. Do we ever get the answer about this, though? Uh, no. <laughs> okay, then that's a good question. No, we never get the answer. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but also, I don't think we... There are some stuff that... Okay, you need to know about the, the numbers or whatever, but this I don't need to know. Of course, I wanted them to answer it, but... By season six, I wasn't thinking, oh, we need to know what happened to Chris. Like, you know, it fell out of the coffin. The man of black moved it. I don't know. It's one of, it's one of these kind of things like the Charlie Can't Swim thing that you can kind of almost, 
get it away in some aspects because, I mean, that has fallen from the plane to land through that. So at one point, it would have opened maybe with the breeze and the body's in a tree with the Nigerian jug- drug lords <laughs> or something like that somewhere and, and then it's landed and closed the lid. Of, of course, yeah, they should have answered it. But the, the thing is, we know Christian Shepherd's body is on the island because the man in black is taking his form. So, well, is he? That's a debate amongst fans, but he is. Um, He's so, in the cabin, isn't he, later on with Jacob, right? Um, yeah, so... We know that the body is on the island. So, of course, yeah, they should have said what happened. Did the man in black take it? They could have had put one thrower line, line in that would have explained it, but whatever. Um, so, yeah, that's a question that when, at the end we'll look at all of them. And I think there will be a few unanswered, but not as much as you're probably thinking. I think most get sent, but I, that will be one. That the one, the one with Jack, I don't think it's more a case of what happened to Jack. We know he died of a heart attack. It's probably more of a case of why is he in a st- because we don't really... I mean, how would you word that question? Yeah. What led to Jack's dad's events of being in Australia and his death? Because, I mean, he's going to get answered. Yeah, it gets answered in very well. Lucia, flashback of all of the... Uh, and uh, and yeah, Claire's, Claire right? Flashback. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I, I'll just put Jack's dad... Jack's, yeah, I guess that is a Jack's dad question. in Australia. Yeah, like, why was... What led that... And then not even, like, why was he there, but the lead-up will also be explained through Jack flashbacks. Um, yeah. And I guess in a, in a little subtle thing, though, which I guess it's kind of a blink-and-you-miss-it reference because we know that it's obviously a thing, but how his mother is like, well, you, you're the reason why he left. Like, it's like, well, what did Jack do to his dad? Yeah. Which I guess you tie into that question. Yeah, I think it counts in that question. Cause it, but cause, that will be explained. Because he's got no friends now because of what you did. <laughs> yeah. So... That will be in, I think, the next Jack flashback, actually. Um, Which is only six episodes <laughs> away. <laughs> yeah. It's a good one, though. Um, all right. So, there's a few mysteries in there, mainly about Jack's dad. Some will be explained, some won't. Um, so, let's get into ratings. Um, obviously, <laughs> ratings that we have buy it, loved it. Uh, rent it. It was okay. Had some flaws. Had some good things. Or you bin it. It was terrible. So it's basically a scale between Boone and Randy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's Boone it, Claire it, or Randy it. <laughs> Something like that. Um, what are you doing, Ben? I'm gonna boon it. I like. I like the flat. I like how. I, I still. Yeah, I think we're still at a good peak here of the show. And it, it, like, I think this was one I mentioned to you off air where I said, um, I kind of started watching it. I'm like, oh, it's about 10 minutes in. And I clicked on the timestamp and it's like been like, five minutes to go. Like, yeah. Holy yeah, it crap. really does fly by this episode. There, I mean, I, I mean, there's a few little things. It's kind of like, look, look, we fucking love Boone. But like, I mean, like, yeah, just, Boone steals the water. How dumb can you make one character in one episode? Yeah, but I mean, like, I still, like, I, I really think this is an important episode. And a lot of the times too, I find in our other ones that we're recapping, like, a bite it can be pushed over the points to a bite because it's important to the overall arc yeah. of the storyline. This line. one definitely is, and it's yeah, not it is. a filler. No, exactly. So I think this would be a high rent, but I'm just going to put it in a low buy, just p- purely on the fact that as Jack is a character, our hero, you know, it's important for his backstory. So, uh, and obviously also with the the scenes that we have, obviously the Lock and and Jack yeah. scene as well as the Jack scene at the end. So. There's, I, I'm not a fan of the Jack falls over a cliff scene. Uh, I think that's a bit cheap, uh, a bit cliche. But outside of that and the Boone's water, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a buy. Yeah, I'm buying this too. Um, Five in a row for both of us. Wow. Yeah, like this show really kicks off with a bang. Um, yeah, it's not the strongest one. Walkabout was a much stronger episode. Um, 
but I think this is better than Tabula Rasa. I like White Rabbit better. But um, yeah, if anything, the Jack and Locke Man of Science, Man of Faith, acknowledging that there may be some destiny in this show and more philosophy plus live together, die alone speech. Those two iconic things alone would be enough to buy it. But then on top of that, I think the flashback is good. Uh, I like the introduction of Christian Shepherd as a factor that's going to play. Life and death theme. The life and death uh, makes its first appearance. Uh, and then Christian on the island is just another weird kind of thing to add to the smoke monster or the monster and the polar bear and stuff like that. Um, Death of Joanne. Yeah, Joanne. She's gone. Um, yeah. <laughs> she just went a connecting flight. Boone's the water plot line. It's not the strongest, but it's also in these early days, like last week, was about food. So like, are we going to get too uptight about a plot line about water? That These early episodes are about like survival, the mysteries and like the hatches and the others. They don't come in until halfway through. So, And, it, it, I mean, it's, it's a weird thing to kind of connect to our survivor love. But, I mean, you know, if you look at the history of the show Survivor, how that started off as a show about survival and how they're living off and now it's all about strategy. So, I mean, it's kind of just like Lost. It's, you you want to know, like, how are they drinking water? Where are they going to find it? How are they going to eat once all the food's gone? Yeah, they need to it gets solved pretty stuff. established early on. So then let's get on to the hatches and, yeah. you know, the, the boons. It's still early. The it's still early days on the show in terms of the time. So they're still just trying to figure out how they're going to survive. And that's what Jack's speech is about. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a buy for me. It's not an all-time classic, but it's an important in the show. And I think it is up there with some of the really good episodes. Um, it has its flaws, of course, but definitely a buy for me. Um, so next week we have episode six, House of the Rising Sun, which is a sun episode. This, I think, is where the show first takes its first dip, and I'm not going to say racist. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to say it's like a huge, massive dip because I think this is a good episode. It has buy potential. I think right now, if I had to say, the last time I watched it was a year or two ago. It's teetering between a rent or a low buy, so it could be either. Um, so it, we started off with these five episodes that were absolute great run, and now we're getting into the kind of like, all right, there's not filler, but kind of lesser episodes, but. There's a lot of good in this episode. I'm excited to get into some into Korea because I think the flashbacks are the strongest elements of the Sun and Jin episodes. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a bit of a change of pace from having our hero and then uh, Locke and Kate getting flashbacks. So now we're going to move into some of the lesser characters. So I'm excited to talk about House of Rising Sun in... Now that we've got over that hump, we've got through the five classic early episodes and now we're kind of moving into just the regular series now. And I I am a big fanboy of um, of Sun and Jin. Uh, I love both of these guys yeah, and, and I just think... Their, their backstories is some of the most uh, emotive stories too, just how they, they connect. Because, I mean, again, all we've really seen of these two at this point is kind of Dick Jin <laughs> and, uh, you know, Topless Sun. So it's kind of, there's not a whole lot to go off here. And I think it's it's interesting, like as you're saying, you get to these lesser characters and you would kind of almost think that, like, if you want a lesser character at this point, it may be, well, why is Claire pregnant and, like, she's not married, so who's the father? And, like, how did Michael end up with Walt, you know? Why are Boone and Shannon so awesome? Like, it's kind of... Yeah, it's kind of like we... And you'd almost say they're the most obscure, like the less seen out of all these characters at this point. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, I think it's... I I haven't seen this one probably in about, uh, I don't know, 11 months or so after I last rewatched it, but... um, I I I always enjoy a Jin and Sun episode, even though it involves a lot of reading. So, <laughs> yeah. 
And another big twist coming up as well. Not quite on the level of the wheelchair, but another unexpected twist coming up revolving around Sun. So that's something to look forward to as well. Um, she speaks English. Uh, Shut the front door! Sai <laughs> uh, so was right all along. <laughs> yeah, he knew. <laughs> Uh, so that's that. The Boone steals the water episode. Uh, <laughs> Boone nearly drowns episode. The Boone tries to get tough and fails episode. <laughs> I'm talking to, to you! Yeah. Uh, so that's it. Please let us know what you thought about this episode. Um, uh, let us know by leaving a ratings on iTunes or messages on Facebook, Twitter, all that jazz. Um, lots of fun stuff coming up. Excited to talk about House of the Rising Sun and the rest of the lost episodes. And in the meantime, my name is Noah and rest in peace, Joanna. And my name is Ben, otherwise known as a pretty boy wanker. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.